What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we've got an epic interview lined up uh, with the co-founder of Boxable, um, Galliano. I think I'm saying that right. What's up? Welcome to the show. Not bad. Uh, uh, nice to meet you. I, I really like your name as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, Boxable <laughs> has been uh, making you know a really cool startup that I've actually heard about. I feel like in the past couple of years, been bubbling up this prefabricated home concept, but more recently has taken the news by storm because there's a rumor that Elon Musk is living in one. There's one in Starbase, Texas. Um, Tesla <laughs> I just came out with that article and just a, a lot of focus on affordable housing, housing on Mars. And so, this, and I just made a moonshot Monday about should Tesla buy Boxable because of their HVAC product. So um, just so happy to connect with you and kind of just learn more about the startup you're building and really dive deep into what's going on here. Um, so maybe you could start by just telling us, you know, what is Boxable um, and, and the Kazita, your first product? Yeah, absolutely. So um, at Boxable, we are trying to uh, change how, how the whole world builds uh, buildings, you know, every, every building. Um, we've, we've, what we've done is we've kind of solved the, the different problems that have stopped buildings from being mass produced in a factory, just the same way uh, we, we build everything else. So um, we are, uh, Boxable is uh, gonna be a, a modular house manufacturer. We're gonna mass produce uh, room modules that get shipped to site and then uh, stacked and connected to build uh, basically any, any building type. Um, so, you know, what, what we see is that, you know, every single product in, in the modern world is built in a factory on an assembly line they have automation, they have all these great efficiencies, um, but housing is not. Housing is really the last big product category that I can think of that has, um, you know, it's still built by hand. Uh, and, and, you know, the, 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 the problems show, I mean, that, that's why there's affordability problems with housing and, and availability problems with housing and all that. So, you know, one example I like to give is, you know, imagine uh, since, uh, since you guys are Tesla fans, imagine you, you ordered a Tesla and uh, some guy showed up in your, in your driveway uh, with some uh, metal and welding torches and uh, hammers and started like banging it and like building in a driveway. That would just be like crazy. And of course it would be like, uh, <laughs> of course it would be, you know, expensive and, and poor quality, um, but that's just what they do with housing and everyone's used to it. Love it. Hyper-changing the way uh, houses are built. And how, how would you, or how did you come on the Kazita? Because this is your first product, I guess the MVP sort of speak of this boxable concept, um, sort of like a small single home for $50,000 that I believe I saw on like this fundraising page you were doing has huge traction, like oh, 20,000 people ordered it, multi-hundred million dollar potential order backlog. It, like, it sounds like you've really uh, sort of found something in terms of product market fit with that. So I'm curious, how did you come up with that? And why was this the first product to, uh, you know, push Boxable's technology out into the world with? Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, I think that number is up now to almost forty thousand people who put their name on the on the wait list for this thing. So pretty cool. I mean, more more than we ever imagined, more interest than we ever imagined. Um, we always thought the the grand vision for Boxable was very big, and and that grand vision is uh, stack and connect room modules to build any building type, anything from that little casita up to a thousand unit multifamily. Um, but uh, the casita alone, we never thought we would get this much interest and it's been totally crazy. We're getting like, you know, hundreds of emails a day on this thing. And, uh, you know, the original idea just came from looking at the California market and the laws that they've um, passed surrounding uh, backyard housing. So they've basically, you know, legalized it so that you can put a, a backyard ADU in every single backyard in all of California. Um, they've reduced a whole bunch of 
requirements like setbacks. The state has prohibited the city from stopping people from putting these backyard houses in. So it's just a huge, you know, uh, growing demand for that type of product. And um, originally we started with a, a bigger building system. Our first prototypes were, uh, you know, a 1400 square foot house. Um, and then we just you know, took a step back and thought about it a little more and it, and it made so much sense. There was this huge growing demand for ADUs and it was a physically smaller product for us uh, that we could really define very well. And it just seems like a, a great place to start uh, for our company. We're gonna start small with these little casitas, prove everything out and then and grow it from there. Awesome. And um, and I, I'm curious if you are, you're a startup, are you venture backed? Or I noticed a little bit, there's like kind of details about funding rounds online, but it's sort of hard to find any information. So can you tell us about like when the company was founded and, and how you guys have scaled? Uh, kind of in terms of raising capital? Yeah, so uh, back in uh, 2017, we started Boxable. It was uh, uh, myself, uh, my father, Paolo, and another guy named Kyle. Um, we had the idea for kind of the, the, the folding house, but not much more, and just started working on it. And, uh, you know, quickly, uh, the product, as we developed it, it became apparent that it was, it was a big deal, and we had a lot of very significant innovations. So, um, you know, through that kind of R&D phase, uh, Paolo funded the company, putting in, you know, several million dollars of his own uh, money. Um, and we all worked away until we felt like, all right, now we're ready. The product's ready. We're ready to, to produce these and, and sell them. And at that point, we started uh, raising money uh, outside. Um, so to date, that's consisted of uh, really only individual investors. We have not uh, taken money from any uh, venture capital or, or anything else. It's just all being fueled by uh, individual investors. So uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, a lot of people out there kind of looking at what we're doing and recognizing, you know, the, the, the improvements we have and how significant they might be. So, yeah. And uh, I think, um, you know, the laws uh, are really tricky surrounding, you know, raising money from individuals. So we can raise money from accredited people. Accredited means that you have uh, a net worth of uh, you know over over a million million dollars or, or an income of, of several hundred thousand dollars annually, um, and then we're we're also allowed to raise money through these uh, securities exemptions from the general public. So um, we've we've done a, a few of those that were very successful. Uh, for example, we did what's called a Reg CF on Start Engine just a few weeks ago for four million dollars, and we sold that out in just uh, thirteen days. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty cool for us that so many people are, are enthusiastic about this. Yeah, I love that you're going the route of, of kind of doing that, letting your early adopters and customers fund the company and just thinking outside the box. And like, frankly, it's, I feel like that's even more impressive to see a company like yours, like get all the hype, get the funding, make all these moves without going the traditional VC route. That's so awesome uh, and kind of refreshing. And on that note, you also just bought, I think this huge factory, because like what Elon says, like, you know, prototypes are easy, scaling is hard. That's kind of be, to me, the bread and right. butter of this business is like the prototypes dope, but like, can you really pump these out profitably and like meet all that demand and make the customers happy? So walk us through what's going on now. Like you bought this factory, how's the scale up going? Yeah, you know, and he's right about that. You know, you can have a few guys tinkering in a shed and create a, a cool prototype, but but turning that into to a massive operation is certainly a big undertaking. So, um, you know, things are going well for us on that front. Uh, it's been very quick ramp up. And yeah, we are going to be turning on a, a really big factory soon. So, you know, the building that we have, it, it's uh, about 170,000 square feet. So to put that in perspective, I think that's like, 
you know, three football fields or something inside a building. So very, very large building. Um, we've just spent the last few months, um, you know, setting up, installing electrical, plumbing, HVAC, um, bolting in equipment, all that stuff. And um, we're getting really close to getting in there. Um, I think that in the next month or so, we're gonna get our final inspections and approval from, from the city, you know, our, our building permit certificate of occupancy. And then we're gonna move in and, and turn this thing on. Um, there's some videos of it on social media. Uh, and then we're gonna publish a uh, YouTube update as well about the new factory, but uh, pretty amazing. It's um, projected to produce at kind of full speed, um, basically one, one house every 90 minutes uh, should be, you know, uh, 300 or so uh, a, a month, you know, three 3,000 or so uh, in a year. And um, yeah, it's uh, uh, very, very different uh, than a traditional house uh, uh, builder. Uh, we're not using the lumber framing that's common in, in most of buildings in North America. We're using, you know, different material, building materials, different manufacturing methods. Uh, we spent a long time re-engineering the building. The shipping solution was the, the first step. And once we had that figured out, we said, all right, now this makes sense. Now we can innovate in other areas. So we ended up just throwing away traditional building construction altogether really, and have opted for these different uh, building materials, different manufacturing methods, um, tried to, to dial everything in. There's a lot of different uh, variables at, at play here. You know? Um, you know, you're trying to hit the, the price you want. You're trying to make it energy efficient. You're trying to make it fire resistant. And you know, all those different requirements aren't always the same thing. So it's kind of like a, a big uh, balancing act, but uh, what we've come up with, I think is pretty amazing. Yeah. And while you're saying that, I'm like 3,600 a year is your peak capacity for your plant you're building now. You already have a 40K demand and you barely got any out the door. That's already a 10 year backlog. It sounds like you need, I don't know, somebody help, somebody's helped the scale, maybe like Tesla. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but kind of not joking, or I guess I am kind of curious, like the elephant in the room, like this article came out about Elon Musk living in a box bowl. It's kind of appears to be confirmed. Like if I, if I was betting, I would say he is, but like, do you guys have an official comment on that or? Uh, the official comment is that, um, box bowl has no comment. Um, and you know, unfortunately I can't really, I can't really talk about that at all. Um, you know, uh, lots of, lots of rumors and, and stuff kind of coming out. Um, so we'll see how that uh, progresses, but no, I'm not at liberty to speak about that right now. <laughs> yeah, had, had to try and shoot my shot. So, um, but, but yeah, it, but in that vein, like I think the really interesting part, what caught my eye at Boxable is just thinking through, you know, how do we become more sustainable as a human species and, and housing is a big piece of that with no innovation in terms of construction, but oh, yeah. also in terms of like the heating and cooling and just environmental footprint of sort of operating a house. And so I'm curious about through that lens, how is Boxable transforming uh, the way that humans live and sort of where do you, you know, what are the big improvements you're making on the sustainability front? Yeah, well, um, that's, you know, energy efficiency was a very big consideration when, you know, developing the product and, you know, what we've come up with, I think it knocks every other type of building out of, out of the water. Um, so basically, this is a, a laminated panel. So we have different, you know, substrates that are uh, laminated together with a polyurethane adhesive that creates a, a mechanical bond. So mechanical bond means the glue kind of seeps into the to the, the crevices and hardens irreversibly. So you kind of have like a, a million little nails kind of sticking in there. So uh, by building it that way, we end up with these big rock solid panels made out of uh, different materials. Um, basically, we 
the, the core of the, of the wall is this EPS foam that is very energy efficient. So um, basically, you know, we, we, we have the, um, the uh, two, two main things. Uh, one is kind of the tightness of the, of the building envelope. So because it's a laminated panel, there's no air escaping from there unless you, unless you want to, unless it's controlled as part of the HVAC system. Um, so it's not a case where traditional house, you know, there's air moving in and out of the wall. Like you, you, I'm sure you've seen inside of a wall, it's basically like hollow with this insulation in there. Uh, that's not the case for ours. Uh, additionally, um, we have uninterrupted insulation throughout the entire wall. So if you look at a traditional wall assembly, you're gonna see a lumber stud every like 18 inches or something. Uh, that lumber stud is not uh, able to, to stop uh, energy from, from transmitting. So it has a low R value. So you know if you looked at like a house, with heat vision goggles, you would see energy escaping through all those studs. Uh, because we don't have that, we, we have very little uh, thermal bridging. So it just performs in incredibly well on the energy efficiency front. And so in layman's terms, that's basically like the seal is really well. So the amount of energy it would take to heat or cool because of the less leaks is, is reduced sort of, and it maintains the temperature you want for longer. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like a, a traditional wall, let's say there's insulation in there that helps insulate. And then there's these lumber studs. The lumber studs are not good at insulating. So then when you average that out across the whole wall, you know, it's not that energy efficient. We've taken out those, those lumber studs entirely. And now, you know, that, that heat or cold that you're trying to keep in has nowhere to, to escape through. Um, so, yeah. And so, and what about like energy production? Like I saw on your website, there was one with a solar panel on it. So. Does it come with a solar panel? Is that easy to install? Can my solar panel on my casita power my whole casita? How does that work? Yeah, um, we right now we wanted to keep the product as just kind of a neutral product where utilities are connected to it on site and uh, Boxball has nothing to do with utilities. So that means you can connect these to the grid or you can connect them to solar or whatever you want to use and it's going to be compatible uh, in the future we may do a kind of off the grid model that comes with those solar panels um, but for now we, we think it's um, just too far down the line so covering the roof of the boxable with solar panels is more than enough area to to power the whole unit um, because of the energy efficiency and the led lighting and all that kind of stuff yeah and i would be really curious to walk through that more because when i think about like this whole theory that of like the solar roof like we have all this energy hitting our thing. Like, it seems to me crazy. We would just design new construction without the ability to harness that energy and be that sort of off the grid model if when we're looking towards this new decentralized energy system. So to me, it's like Boxable, like that is where you're all going, right? Like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the vision of Boxable would be like, I'm able to be off the grid or is that not part of the huge, a big part of the vision? I would love being off the grid. It's, it's really gonna come down to a numbers thing, I think. Um, you know, what are the costs to, to, to throw solar on it versus, you know, trench in electrical wires from, from the grid. Um, so that's kind of up to, up to the end user in our case. We're not really, we're not really providing a kind of a finished product. We're kind of providing a uh, architecturally neutral universal building box that we provide to uh, builders and contractors. It gets 90% of the hard work done for them, and then they can kind of install it, tweak it, um, you know, modify it. Okay. Yeah, totally makes sense. And someone who like, I'm a total noob when it comes to this, but I've heard my friends was like, oh, they're like, there's a cabin or like you have your thing here. And there's like this whole septic system thing. Like, 
you know, your, your plumbing essentially. So like I build my casita, does it need to be hooked up into a plumbing system or like, how does that all work? And like with the water? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff is just ready to be connected. So on the exterior wall of the unit, there's a connection for uh, electrical, you know, water in and, and waste out. And, you know, you could same, same way as, you know, you, you, you could do electric to the grid or to solar. Uh, you can kind of do the same thing with, with the waste in the water. You know, if you have your own water source, you know, you pull from that. If you have a, a septic tank, um, you put your waste in that uh, or you connect it all to, to the city. And uh, it just kind of comes down, I think, to the, to the location of, of, of the building. And, you know, is it, is it accessible? You know, are they in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere? Or are they in the middle of the city? Uh, and they'll just connect uh, to whatever way makes sense. And this one thing I have to ask that's kind of out there is the HVAC system. Can you tell us anything about your HVAC system in particular? And I've been thinking a lot about this theory of like an HVAC system that filters the air a lot. Um, and I'm curious if that's something you guys have thought of or built in. Cause I know you have the Mars home version of the boxable or something like um, that you guys put out and it's kind of like a joke. It's like, well, are we building affordable housing on earth or are we building like the future of Mars housing? Maybe both. And I was like, okay, this I'm, I'm, I'm listening, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, what our solution for HVAC is not what's used in a, a traditional house in, in the U.S. Um, most most houses use uh, ducting system. Uh, we're using a, a mini split system, and uh, I think the, the the best way to explain the difference is um, the, the the coolant lines that cool the the air um, instead of you know cooling cooling the air and then sending that cool air through of uh, ducting in the house, uh, we just have the actual cooling occurring right in the room. So you have refrigerant lines that go from a little blower in the room out to a condenser that cools them on the exterior of the house. So it's good for us because it's compact and um, it's also a little more energy efficient. Uh, and it's also a little more sanitary too because you don't have dust filled ducting. You know that's kind of weird and gross. So um, totally. And and what's the vision with Boxable? I've seen some really cool videos on your website and stuff that go beyond um, just this single home, like really full buildings. So can you expand a little bit uh, for us on like this full vision of Boxable? Like really, it sounds like the manufacturing is the game changer there, and then it's really just this crazy modular system where like your you know imagination can really come up with any sort of configuration. Yeah, and that's that's what we want. We think we think we can build, you know, almost any any building type on the planet. Um, and we think uh, we're eventually going to have like an online configurator where you'll have our stock room modules. Maybe we'll have, let's say, uh, five different kitchen boxes, five different bedroom boxes, five different living room boxes, each one in a few different sizes. And you know, we'll be mass producing those those fixed repeatable units that are the same over and over. But then the end user can arrange them with you know kind of infinite possibilities so we, we get, it gets us the best of both worlds where we have a standardized factory and then we also have custom buildings so uh, that's you know further down the line uh, the, the goal right now is just to get this first factory turned on um, and then prove the concept and what I want to do is um, you know th this this first factory you know it has a, a lot of a uh, lot of manual labor in it um, things are, you know, pretty basic. We're trying to keep things as simple as we can as we get started. But as soon as we prove the concept in this first factory, I'm going to be looking 
to uh, scale into the fully automated um, you know, factory where we have something that looks more like, a, like an automobile manufacturer. Um, you know, if, if, you, if, you go, if you look on YouTube for, for any, any auto manufacturer and look at their factories, I mean, it's, it's totally amazing. So why has no one done that with housing yet? It's ridiculous. This is, this is like a, a massive market and no one's doing it. Uh, if, 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 you, if you go to a, a Tesla factory, you're gonna see you know, amazing um, manufacturing processes. And then you go down the street to any housing factory, you're gonna literally see guys in there with hand saws. Like, I don't think you would ever see like a hand saw in a, in a Tesla factory. I went in toward a, a manufactured housing plant and there was a guy just like sawing a piece of wood with, with a handsaw. And I'm like, like, why are you doing it like that? <laughs> so, um, you know, huge opportunity here for us to just bring this in line with modern manufacturing practices. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some help from, from the big boys when we're ready. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm like, damn, my Tesla moonshot, they want to be the best manufacturing company on earth. I'm really, I'm really seeing the synergies here. Um, and it's crazy because your video, you have like all these KUKA robots that are like, I think it, they look like the KUKA robots that are in the Tesla factory, like moving all the sheets. So when you say that, it's like, it, like, I, I totally get where you're going with that. And I think it's, um, and and the reason why I guess this is even more exciting is if you pull this off, like we're really bringing the cost of new housing down by a huge factor. And that's what I kind of coming back to like, you know, the mission, invest in the future you believe in. Um, that's why I think Boxable is doing something so cool. Like no matter what city I go to in the US, there's a massive homeless problem. Like housing is just this huge crisis that people are almost afraid to talk about because it's growing so quickly and nobody knows how to tackle it. And so if you can really drop the cost of, you know, awesome housing by like, I don't know it, how big of a reduction in cost it would be, but I'm assuming it's it's really meaningful um, by having these new manufacturing methods and just bringing it, you know, hyper changing this whole industry from the back end. So I'm just so so pumped, and I, I kind of wanted to end it there. But if you have any comments on like that kind of last vision piece about how um, this will really transform that that piece of the economy, um, that's just what gets me so excited. Yeah, I mean that's the goal here is to dramatically dramatically reduce housing cost uh, for the whole world. Uh, you know, mass produced housing on, on a scale that hasn't been done yet and make housing extremely affordable, extremely available and really fast. So, you know, uh, build a house, you know, in a month, not, not a year kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I think we have the potential here to really, you know, change the world in, in a huge way, really change the quality of life for, you know, people all around the world, uh, you know, uh, in the future when we're successful. Um, it could just have a, a huge impact. I know a, a lot of people spend a large percentage of their total income on housing. Uh, it, it doesn't need to be that way. And that's the, that's the problem we're trying to fix. And to do to drop the costs in such a big way while also dramatically changing the sort of carbon footprint as well by tying in all these technologies that are finally ready to be there, like the solar panels, the battery, basically the off-grid version yeah. of your house, like just so, so exciting. So um, I'll, I'll leave it there and every, I'll tell everybody to go, you know, check out the Boxable website, play with it, maybe do a pre-order if you want to. It sounds like the wait list is huge and only getting longer. So, I mean, um, but yeah, congrats on all the success. And I honestly just think this is like, we're just scratching the surface on such an exciting story and industry. And uh, the, the product that you have is really onto something big here. So I just can't wait to follow it. And huge thanks for coming on the show, taking the time. Yeah, thank thank you so much for having me. Nice to meet you. Uh, we are we are just getting started here. This is the very beginning, so hopefully exciting things to come. Awesome. All right, peace out.